This is Campus Voices. Issues, news, and notes from the campus of the University of Nebraska-Lincoln. A public affairs presentation of 90.3 KRNU. Good morning and welcome to Campus Voices. I'm Scott Friend. My guest on Campus Voices is Travis Barrett, an alumni from UNL and current resident of the Near South neighborhood. He works as an architect for the Clark Anderson Partners and is a member of the Near South Neighborhood Association. Travis, welcome to Campus Voices. Good morning. How are you doing, Scott? Great. How are you? Great. All right. Well, let's jump right into it. What made you decide to live in the Near South neighborhood? Yeah, Scott. So uh, when I was trying to decide on where to buy a house about four years ago, uh, there were a couple of things really important to me. One was proximity to campus. Another one was close to work. And then just really the whole feel of it, just architecturally as a neighborhood is also important. All right. And how would you describe the lifestyle of the neighborhood? Yeah, so really it's diverse as a whole. I'm right on the edge of it, uh, right on the basically the west edge of the near south neighborhood. And I'm in a really quiet block, so that's great with a lot of families around me. But as you walk around the neighborhood, it can be a lot different in other parts as well. All right. And can you talk a little bit more about why you like the architecture of the mm-hmm. neighborhood so much? Yeah, so I would say of there's about 40, 45 different neighborhoods throughout Lincoln. Uh, If you think about them, you have Sheridan and Country Club, probably two of your most famous historical neighborhoods, but right behind that would be the Near South. Near South is a really diverse neighborhood with turn of the century houses, um, everywhere from mansions of old state senators to doctors, professors on campus. So you have all these wonderful houses. For example, my house was built in 1910, so it's 108 years old, and it shows a really beautiful four-square house. And so that really stood out to me that it was not like a lot of other parts of town with the suburbia or the smaller houses of the bottoms, uh, to mention a few, but it was just really something to stand out. Every house is unique with really mature trees, so it was really beautiful. And talking a little bit more about your house, you recently had a car run into it? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so um, this was probably about a month ago. I was coming home from work about 6 p.m., and I've got a two-stall detached garage behind the house, and I pull up getting ready to park one of my cars, and I'm like, oh, one of the roommates decided to park here or um, had their friend park in my driveway. I'm like, okay, not a big deal. Then I get out, I'm like, oh, the roommate's friend doesn't know how to stop their car. And so I look, and the car was actually ran into my garage door, smashed the side of the garage, and bent the door up. And I started feeling like, I don't think this is a roommate's friend or something. So I go up, and my neighbor, he's like, yeah, see, you got a new car. And then he's joking. He's like, no, I saw the whole thing go down. He says, I was wondering who was batting through the alley super fast. So I go back out there and um, see him pulling into the driveway, and they're like, oh, it's okay. It's just one of Travis's friends. And then I realized, no, he gets out of the car and it's a kid that we know from about a block away. And so, I mean, that was a really unique ordeal um, dealing with that. Uh, so I call the cops to have the car towed and then the, cars, the cops show up. They ask me if I called in. I'm like, yes. And they're like, the car is stolen. And I'm like, oh crud, like this just did not get any better. So I was actually supposed to be downtown for a meeting, wasn't able to leave my house because the neighborhood was quarantined. Uh, they were trying to fish the guy that stole the car to come back to 
uh, where the car was and hopefully retrieve it um, and never did. So I had cops surrounding my house for four hours, but it was an interesting few hours for sure. So then do you see a lot of violent or illegal acts taking place in the neighborhood? Yeah, I mean, for as a neighborhood as a whole, it is one of the rougher ones in Lincoln. And I've seen everything from that. I mean, I'd say a car running into my garage was by far one of the more unique things that's happened. But um, just as a whole, as the night goes on, gets later and later, a lot more things happen. I've walked home late from downtown before, and um, I've seen things go down, seen gang fights. Um, I've been offered drugs by people just walking by on my sidewalk in front of my house. Uh, so things like this are happening. Um, but yeah, I mean, as a whole, things are happening throughout the neighborhood, both illegal and not illegal. All right. And do you think like the public's eye of the neighborhood is like more of a negative or positive view mm -hmm. with like, yeah. all the illegal things taking place? Yeah. So, um, the near South neighborhood, I would probably say has a negative eye as far as the rest of Lincoln looking at it. Uh, the quarter million people in Lincoln, they're going to be used to, like I said earlier, some of the nicer neighborhoods of country clubs, Sheridan, uh, some of the nice new neighborhoods like Fallbrook up north. Uh, they're going to be people that aren't used to living in um, central city, inner city housing. And so it is a negative um, viewpoint probably from most people. The 60s, the 70s, and part of the 80s weren't really great for the neighborhood as a whole. We saw some of these beautiful 4,000, 5,000 square foot mansions in the neighborhood get divided up into apartments. And it started uh, bringing in lower income families, lower income in individuals. And the quality of the houses went downhill from there. Some of the houses, historical, uh, non-historical, both were getting torn down and apartment buildings were being built in the neighborhoods. And so the neighborhood really was hurting from that. So the 60s, 70s, people were saying, oh, we're revitalizing by bringing in these new buildings. No, it actually really hurt it down the road. So then we see in the early 2000s, um, probably a lot of not good happening in the neighborhood. And so really recently, there's been a really a stronger interest in the neighborhood of trying to revitalize it and turn it around. But as a whole, most of the city doesn't really view the near south as a positive neighborhood. It's seen as a low-income inner-city community. And now you're a member of the Neighborhood Association mm -hmm. with Near South. Do they talk a lot about trying to make it a more safe and inclusive place at their meetings? They do, yeah. So there's events going on all throughout the year. Everything from their holiday uh, parties to in the spring they do plant sales to try to encourage neighborhood engagement, bringing in neighbors together to hang out. Uh, they do tours of houses um, around the holiday season to really see some of the architecturally beautiful pieces in the neighborhood. And the neighborhood as a whole is trying a little bit, the Near South Association is helping and trying a little bit to revitalize it. We're seeing other organizations step in as well. And some of those would be like NeighborWorks or the uh, South Downtown Association. So, I mean, and those are working along with other neighborhoods like the Everett neighborhood, for example, on trying to see how can we turn this neighborhood around and clean up a little bit. All right. And if you're joining us right now, we're talking with Travis Barrett, a resident of the Near South neighborhood, talking about the quality of 
the lifestyle inside the neighborhood. And so, Travis, a lot of the neighbor, like the neighborhood, I run through it all the time, and mm -hmm. I, th I think it looks safe. I think it looks like beautiful when you run past yeah. some of the older houses, mm -hmm. but it is really strange to hear a lot about the criminal acts that are taking place and yeah. how the neighborhood association is trying to push back against that. So, how involved are you with the neighborhood association? Yeah, so I'd say over the last year, not a whole lot involved, but there have been points where I was involved quite a bit. Um, actually, my one of my first assignments in the second year of architecture school was actually to try to identify some of the issues in the near South neighborhood. And that's one of the first times I fell in love with the neighborhood. That would have been in 2012. I was trying to design how we can try to build in some newer buildings that were historical, um, really historical looking, really nod to the neighborhood and start there. And then most recently, while still in academia would have been 2015, I was working on trying to build some new buildings as well, some new housing. But every time a new um, initiative comes up or a cleanup day is happening or a plant sale is happening, I always try to get involved and see how I can help with it. So right. help a little bit for sure. And do they try to help with like the poverty that's kind of striking mm -hmm. the area a lot more? Yeah. So um, I can't remember exactly where it is, but on the north side of the near south neighborhood, there is a, um, n not a homeless shelter, kind of like a soup kitchen that will constantly be providing meals for people throughout the neighborhood. And then some people from outside the neighborhood would come in as well to help with that. So we see the help there. We see the area churches uh, really banding together to try to see how can we revitalize some new life into the neighborhood. So that's really great. Uh, we had uh, Grace Chapel, on Sheridan actually bought a church on 16th and South this, I mean 16th and A this last year and they moved there. So we see other people moving into the neighborhood, trying to revitalize it a little bit and help them out uh, just through both charity, beautification, um, donations, things like that. Um, one of the really beautiful parts of the near South neighborhood would be Goodhue Boulevard, which really is gonna be uh, stretching out from the northwest corner and going south. And so when you look at the capital, there's four, there's, there's really four distinct uh, quadrants that are formed by the malls and the boulevards on them. And the north one really recently renovated would be Centennial Mall to the um, west was, is Lincoln Mall to the south is Goodhue Boulevard. And Goodhue Boulevard is named after the architect of the capital. Uh, Burnham Goodhue, and just in the last couple of years, a new statue has been uh, installed there, some plaques, uh, the grass is being kept really nice, the trees are um, well-maintained, the lights are always on, so it's always a very beautiful, uh, safe area. Like you mentioned earlier, like you love to run there, and that's a great place to run because it's always well-lit and everything. So you see a lot of organizations, both through the capital environs, uh, the near south neighborhood, south downtown, and the churches all try to pitch in to make it a better neighborhood. All right. And so you do see a lot of, like, great things happening in the neighborhood. Yes. But do you still see a lot of poverty? Is it still present mm -hmm. in the area? Yeah. So, I mean, I've been there for, oh, my, probably almost four years now. Yeah, just shy of four years. And so I've seen the, just in my just few blocks next to my house alone, I've seen the levels go up and down um, throughout those four years of just the level of poverty. Um, and But I'd say every day 
you'll see someone, not necessarily homeless, but low income, walking around, occasionally asking, either bumming a cigarette or asking for a dollar, something like that, if you are out there looking around, especially if you're close to the businesses in the near south neighborhood. So over by Russ's Markets, uh, the 17th Street shops, that area, there's going to be a lot of people walking around, a lot of people trying to um, earn a buck, bum a cig, something like that. Um, so you see a lot of that poverty. Uh, occasionally you'll see run-down cars either parked on the street or driving by. Um, but for the most part, it's keeping pretty clean. All right. And so what are some of the things the neighborhood is doing besides keeping it clean to mm-hmm. like make the neighborhood feel more safe and more inclusive? Yeah, so as a city as a whole, they are replacing all the lights citywide to LED. That's going to help out a lot of just trying to increase the light level, um, have the lights on longer throughout the evening and the early morning, um, but use less electricity because switching to LED. So that's going to be a a huge benefit for the city and the neighborhood. Um, Some other things going on is just... I, I've seen a large increase in the amount of activities happening in the neighborhood. So whether that's after school programs for to help students and children get the meals that they might not get at home or keep them off the streets, keep them safe. Um, summer activities. Um, actually, on my way down here today, um, actually last night, there was people caroling um, in my neighborhood. So you see a lot of people reaching out, trying to really help the neighborhood and a lot of it's coming through the churches and the organizations both and i think they're just trying to find out what is the next thing that the neighborhood needs to improve it so they're sending around surveys they're doing a lot of town halls trying to include people and really looking at the people that are recently moving into the neighborhood and looking to make that change i mean on my block alone uh there's eight houses I've been there for three and a half years. The person across the street, they're just shy of three years. Um, And then another one's been there about two years. Um, And so, like, these people, they're trying to bring in some change to the neighborhood while um, some of the other people aren't really open to it. So we see some good things happening. Well, all right, Travis. Thank you for coming on our show today and talking Mm -hmm. about this this morning. Yeah, my pleasure. Our guest has been Travis Barrett, a resident of the Near South neighborhood, here talking today about what's really going on inside the neighborhood and how it's trying to make a positive change. I'm Scott Friend. This has been Campus Voices, and thanks for listening. This has been Campus Voices, issues, news, and notes from the campus of the University of Nebraska-Lincoln. To comment on this program, call 402-472-3054 or email to krnu at unl.edu. Campus Voices is a public affairs presentation of 90.3 KRNU, Lincoln.